Hey, this is Lucinda Cross, known as the Chief Activator, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and you are listening to episode 105 of Chasing Dreams. That's right, we're in the triple digits. It's it's a new phenomenon for me, so that's awesome. And, you know, with all the triple digits, we're going with an awesome person. Guys, I have for you Lucinda Cross. She is a best-selling author, internationally renowned speaker, master coach, and platform strategist, TEDx speaker, and founder of the Activate Movement. She's been featured on the Today Show, the New York Times, Essence Magazine, so many more. And, you know, I heard about Lucinda when she was a guest on episode 47 of the Trailblazers podcast with, you know, friend of the show, Stephen Hart. Well, I wanted her on the show after that episode. But when I looked her up and learned her story, I knew I had to do everything and anything to make that happen. But, you know, thankfully, Lucinda said yes after my first ask. And so she's here today. (laughs) Thank you, Lucinda. How are you? I am well. I'm glad to be here. Of course. Of course. Guys, you don't know, probably, unless you've been following Lucinda, but you have an interesting background. And the reason I I mention is a lot of the people I've actually done a, a survey on, people have said, you know, when I go through a difficult time, I think that's it. I'm defined by that moment. And I don't mm. think I can reach my dreams. And I wanted to share your story, if, I, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. it defies that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I mean, even from my humble beginnings and making the naive decisions that I've made when I was, you know, starting my freshman, my college years, you know, I said yes to an opportunity that, you know, landed me in a hopeless position of, you know, incarceration. And instead of graduating with my peers, you know, I had to serve federal time for four and a half years. And that took a chunk out of my journey of growth because I was really chasing after what I thought success looked like Mm -hmm. and not so much, you know, my purpose and allowing the process to flow. Um, And I didn't allow that to, to stop me. I knew, you know, once I was coming home, I know, knew that I had to go even harder after my dreams and my desires because society already canceled me out. And see, that's the interesting part to me is that you kept a positive mindset and I'm sure it wasn't easy to do so, but Is that something innate in you that you just naturally tend to turn to that? Or is that something you learned? Well, you know, I would have to say it comes from my upbringing. Mm. You know, I was born and raised here, New York, the concrete jungle. And you really don't have a choice. You're brought up by this hustle mentality, this hustle energy, this, you know, keep it moving. Don't let it stop you kind of attitude. And that is something that was a part of me. You know, what are you crying over? You know, keep it moving, (laughs) keep pushing. You know, what are you sad about? So, you know, I didn't have the luxury of having, you know, sitting on a front lawn, you know, my, my uh, upbringing was in 
New York City housing inside of the projects. And we were we were the village. But what success looked like at that time or people following after their dreams or chasing their dreams was the hustlers on the street who were making the money, buying the cars, you know, supporting the community with their illegal funds Mm -hmm. or the girls who had the boyfriends who were driving the expensive cars. And because of that, they had the benefit of looking nice, you know, so my depiction of what success looked like was awful, you know, but that's what gave me the the, the strength and the tenacity to say, there's another way. Let me go after it. I've tried to speed up success. It didn't work my way. Let, let me see what happens if I use my gifts and, and talents and skills and ability, um, how far I can go. And one of those gifts and talents that you used is, is something I think and, and believe in, vision boards. Yes. And you used that uh, during your time to help you? Did you just, how do you learn about vision boards? Oh gosh. My mother was a psychology major and we were, and the oldest of four, Mm -hmm. you know, we were her projects. We were (laughs) as any children are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So in psychology, you know, as she's doing her papers and her assessments, we were the guinea pigs, but it worked because one of her projects required creative visualization And she always taught us, you know, it's not what you see, but it's who you're becoming. It's not what it looks like now, but it's what you can begin to conjure and allow to manifest in your own life. So that's how the vision board process started for me. And I didn't know it was called vision boards. It was, you know, we're creating a dream board. Mm -hmm. We're creating who we're becoming. Who do you want to be when you grow up? And um, that's that's where it all started around 10 years old, <laughs> 10, 10, 13 years old, while my mother was um, using us to to assess us in our minds. <laughs> but isn't that amazing that something you learned as a child comes back and helps you? I mean, you yes. probably thought, you know, I'm done with this. Yes. And you pull yes. it back. And not only that, you use it all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because some some people will say, well, you know, vision boards don't work. But what I learned through my own process is that this is something that you have to work. You know, of course, it'll be a pretty collage with magazine clippings and positive words. Mm -hmm. But if you're not applying that and you're not doing the work, that's all it's going to be is a pretty collage with wonderful words and nice colors. But setting the goals to go after them is something that, you know, my mother taught us. So it was, all right, I see you put this bike down on your board. How are you going to get it? And when are you going to go for it? Well, mom, we don't have much money. You told me I couldn't get a bike. You know, <laughs> my brother's okay. So how are you going to get it? All right. So you're going to go clean. Okay. You're going to cl- clean up this. You're going to do extra chores. And so it allowed us to even as children, her children to think outside of the box, but it's all about doing the work. And most people give up because they, they don't want to do the work. And it, that's a, actually a great distinction from a pretty collage to a vision board. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Is, is the fact that you have to put the work in. And I mean, you talked about this. You were on the Today Show and you showed it. You actually had multiple vision boards, which I didn't know it was possible. <laughs> you know, yeah. that you could have so many. Uh, but, you know, do you still do vision boards today? Yes, I do. I actually update my vision boards. I still have my oldies, but goodies that I that I still have, you know, from 
I've created my love board mm-hmm. um, from when I was a single woman to becoming married. And, and now that board is still being filled up with things that I desire to see in my marriage. Um, I have a board now still for my business. Um, and, and I, and I update that. And then there's a personal vision board, which I include, you know, my five pillars. I say anybody starting a vision board should have these five areas on their board, faith, family, friends, finances, and fitness, the fab five. And I just included one this year, which is fun. Um, so it's oh, faith, I like that. the fab five plus one plus a bonus. So it's faith, family, <laughs> faith, family, friends, finances, and fitness, and some fun. That is awesome. And you know, it, it essentially covers one's life. Mm-hmm, That's absolutely. everybody's area for you who, you know, you've come through that difficult time. You've turned things around and you actually did a TED talk uh, and it's called it. This is what really sold it for me. Your TED talk was entitled creating a we nation. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yes. Restore, rebuild, reinvent. <laughs> yes. Because oftentimes everyone's so, I, I got to do it by myself, but there's some power in what you're saying. Mm-hmm. What does it mean creating a we nation? Because we are in a society that is, you know, a selfie nation, you know, it's a me, me, me. Well, what about me? And what about mine? And mm-hmm. it, we forget that if we support and I forgot where this quote comes from, but if you support enough people to get to where they need to go, you'll get to where you have to go, you know? And so, um, it's, we have to support one another and that's the only way that we can rise to the top. If not, we'll always just stay mediocre. We'll, there'll always be a certain level of struggle and suffering because no one is really lifting one another up and it requires, and it gives you such, such great power in doing that. And you begin to build, you begin to build a team, you begin to build a following. And so when people just see that you're out for yourself, that's not as attractive as if you're saying, hey, let's do this together. And as we do this together, this is the impact that we're going to make. Now that's where people start writing checks. That's where people start signing up. That's where people become volunteers. It's the it, it's the bigger vision, not the well, I want to write a book because I want to tell my story. Okay, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Versus I want to write a book because I am looking to create a movement to change those to help them overcome what I came through. And I'm looking to change at least 10,000 lives. Now, that's, that sounds like something sexy. Oh, I think so. <laughs> that's a we <laughs> nation. You know, that that's a we mindset versus let me be successful. Let me win. You know, and and it it removes the competition, it removes the doubt, and it even removes the fear when you turn and you look to your left and you look to your right and there's support. You know, I was um, watching kind of recaps about San Diego Comic-Con, and I'm I'm a big fan. I like watching it. What I Uh like most is how supportive everyone is of each other on the movies and the Uh TV shows. Uh And it's because they're having fun helping one another. Yes. Right. And, yes. and it's such amazing. And I know I, I'm, I'm envious of it. I know others are probably mm-hmm. like, man, I want to be like that. But mm-hmm. I think it's what you're saying. It's because everyone has a come and go helping one another. Exactly. Exactly. And I know a lot of it, what they what they even mentioned with, you know, Comic-Con is it's the not only the awareness to say, hey, we're here. Mm-hmm. It's like minded individuals, but it's everyone has the same appreciation and that appreciation um, bring such great gratitude that it's like, 
look at the support. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and that's what, you know, Comic-Con stands for is that, you know, to create that, that awareness and that appreciation. And so they sit on a foundation of gratitude and just grateful for like-minded, um, a like-minded industry, you know, and, and I think that's, yeah. That, that's so- a great observation. Cause I always thought, you know, I've, I've been to Comic-Con once and mm-hmm. I think it's the most positive atmosphere you will ever go to and you'll go there and you're just, you can't help. You can't be angry. You can't be mad. It's just <laughs> kids and uh, diversity. It's just people. It doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing. Everyone's just so nice to each other mm-hmm. and supportive of each other. And it's that kind of thing. But Comic-Con's not the only one doing that. You've gone ahead and founded the Activate movement, which is similar in concept, is it not? Yes. Yes, it is. And with Activate, you know, we create a platform to say, this is not a place to sh- compete or um, try to shut down. This is a place we want you to come bold. We want you to come as yourself. We even encourage them, dress your brand. You're a wedding planner, put on a wedding dress and show up. If you're a fitness person, put on your, you know, your Speedos. I don't care. Just come as you are in your comfortability, in your brand, represent who you are and what you believe in, no judgment. And we and we accept that because we want to know who you are. And sometimes we can't tell that with the with the tight suits and the high heels or the the, the blue ties and the, the stuffy shoes. So we want you to come as you are. And that's where the diversity and the inclusion comes from with Activate. And this is actually you have an Activate conference uh, taking place in September. Yes. And it's yeah. the fifth and last, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. So um, this is the fifth and final in Miami, September 15th to the 17th. And I hope you can make it, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) I I will check now. You have to make it. You have to make it. But um, yeah, so it's the fifth and final because we are going to kind of shift gears. There's a lot of conferences going on and it's important for us to kind of stay innovative and informative and provide the edutainment at the same time. So we're, we're, we're going to announce something really great that we'll be working on. And it, it involves the we nation concept. So, um, you guys, you listeners get to hear a little bit about it so far, (laughs) but it provides the we nation concept. And guys, well, I'll have links to the conference website so you guys can check it out, register, show up there. Uh, all on the show notes page, which we'll, we'll talk about later. But I love that you put this together, that you have like-minded, kind people all coming together to help one another. It, it's an amazing movement. What led you to do that, though? I mean, you've been doing it for five years. It's not something easy. I mean, what, right. was, what was the turnout for the first one? Oh, God, the turnout was off the chain, um, uh, surprisingly. So I took small steps leading up to the first conference. I hosted small workshops, mm-hmm. seminars. I I, try, I did a mini tour. But the first one, we had about 360, 70 people show wow. up in a mansion all the way somewhere in Long Island where nobody even knew. <laughs> I mean, we had busloads of people from D.C. taking buses and bringing busloads of people to show up. Um, it was an, it was amazing. We had, you know, Florida had group rates on flights. You know, it was like 10 of them flying in. And it was like one of the greatest experiences um, for my first conference. And um, 
we were in a man. It was beautiful, but it was on a Friday. So it was like these people took off work, traveled down here and they had an amazing experience. Um, and it was difficult because that's that was the same year my mother passed, you know, and me and my mother, we were two peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. And she was actually helping me plan that first conference in 2013. And um, with her uh, passing suddenly in May and having to push forward to do the conference in September, um, it took a lot of strength and a lot of teamwork because I wanted to give up every week. You know, I wanted to give up. But um I'm sure she, I'm sure you did, but I'm also sure that she's looking down proud of you for for pushing through because of how many people you're helping. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things kind of going back to the fact that you put this together, was this on your vision board? Yes, it was. And, was I, was, it? and I was scared. Yeah, I said I wanted always wanted to gather some people together and I, I put myself on a stage. Um, <laughs> I took Oprah Oprah's face off of her stage and I put myself <laughs> on her stage <laughs> and I said, you know, um, yeah, yeah, this is me. This is me. But you know where it stemmed from? Mm -hmm. Tired of being the best kept secret. And mm -hmm. I always say there's a fortune in your frustration. So I was frustrated with having a message and no platform to really share it on. No one was looking for me to speak on their stage. Um, having some quality uh, network and connections, but no one really knew. Um, so I was tired of being the best kept secret. And I said, you know, if, if I'm tired of asking people, can I be on their platform and I'm getting rejected, I need to create my own platform. And when I did that, it changed, it changed everything. And we're five years in with this conference and it's, it's not easy, but it, it's my it's my own platform, not to sound like me, 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 but it's my own platform that I can create for the we. Well, it's not just that. I mean, I, I think right. it's identifying to you. Right. But it also it you know, one thing we do in life, everything's so quick, but people will remember what you've done. Yes. It's your I'm, legacy now at this point. Exactly. As Beyonce song says, I was here. You were here. And. I love that. I love that you, you've done this. You've kind of come out of your own shadow, so to speak, to, to blow up. And here's the thing. There's so many people in the world and there's so many people who are affected by things. Here you are doing your part. And it's not that you aren't on the grand stage or you're, you know, shooting for that. It's probably on your vision board. Uh -huh. But you're not settling. You're not being frustrated by the fact that you're not at that point yet. But you're climbing there. Right. Right. And that's Ooh. the amazing thing. Oh, I love how you put it. Oh my gosh, I need you to do a commercial for me. <laughs> you just said it so beautifully. Oh my gosh. I'm just hanging on your every word. Like I'm like, yes. I'll be a hype man. She gets it. I'll be a hype man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> but oh I have so many people, and this is, you know, in talking to my guests and talking to people and doing surveys and trying to learn more about things, we're so focused on what we see on TV and um, Hollywood and, you know, Everything has to be the big stage. And if you can't make it to the big stage, well, then what's the point? And I feel like you're doing the opposite of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. How do, you how do you maintain that, though? Because that's not something common that people have. Is that your upbringing? Is that the experiences you had? In, in terms of, I'm sorry, I'm, you just got me hypnotized here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean but I'm, I'm writing notes myself. But, <laughs> you know, you're saying everybody wants the main stage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And how do I how do you how do you not become discouraged by the fact that you're not at that main stage yet? And and it's not settling 
but that you are accepting the fact that this is one step and that this is okay. You know why? Because it's, I had to also unlearn some things. Mm -hmm. I was big on, uh, you know, a heavy procrastinator because of perfectionism, heavy person who would uh, criticize my own self. And I hated rejection. I had to unlearn what failure looked like. And I said, who can tell you, Lucinda, that you failed? Who can tell you what failure is? And when I looked at that, I said, man, nobody can tell me what failure is. How can you tell me that I failed at something when it was my try? Right. Mm -hmm. So that means that I can possibly be a success at everything that I do based on my own perception of what that looks like. Same thing with big and small and main stage and small stage. I said, you know, what's the difference between giving my all on Oprah stage versus giving my all on a smaller stage at a school? There's no, if the impact is there, the vibration is out. Sure. I, and yeah. it's the same and it's the same vibration. It's the same energy. And I just may impact more speaking to a stage of 100 versus 1000. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. So I had to say, you know, each stage that I'm on is a main stage. Yes, there's platforms that I do aspire to get on because it's a notch on my belt, but I'm not hung up on it as I used to be. Oh, I got to get there. I got to get there. I used to be like that. Like, oh, how do I get there? How do, I got to rub the right elbows. I got to meet the right people. But what if I'm the right person? What if my right person is Amy and we're mm -hmm. talking via Skype? You can make changes for me in my life that I probably... You know, it probably would take years to connect with a person to make the right connection. But what if I can make that connection with you and put my all into this conversation sure. as if you were an Ayala Van Zad or a Tony Robbins? What makes it different? Perception. Perception. And I changed that. And it feels good. It feels good because it's, it's rewarding for me. And not only can I give my all to it. But the enthusiasm and the excitement is there and life is going to continue to open up more doors for me because I, I, I choose to think like that. And I'm, and I stay in this, let me be grateful for this. I used to get frustrated with it. Oh, let me just be grateful for yeah. it, you know, but, um, and it's not that I'm in the lollipop and gumdrops land every day. Not at all. I'm always, I'm hard on myself because I'm like, Lucinda, Let's go higher. Let's go right. higher. But um, I do know as I'm reaching higher, I'm going to be grateful for the perception and what I'm receiving at this moment, if that makes sense. It really does. And I want to talk about that. But before we get to that part, I want to talk about something you spoke about earlier, which is about failure and who can talk about that, because a lot of us allow the critics because those are the ones always telling us we failed. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and they're always, you can always find a critic. It's, you just turn your head and somebody's going to have something to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that you found a way to silence them, if only for yourself, it's not something that is easy to do. It's something that I think a lot of us struggle with. I know I struggle with it, especially when I start looking at other people who are uh -huh. chasing similar dreams, uh -huh. you know? And, and so you, I want to make sure I understand. So you kind of redefined success for yourself. Is that what it is? Or is it that you've kind of said, I made the attempt, I did my best. That's what matters. 
I did my best and that's what matters, mm. which is uh, uh, redefining success for myself, but also not really redefining because I have to create the own, my own definition of what success is. And my success is going to prison that is successful because that I was able to come out of that and not allow that to dictate my life. Many people stay stuck right there. They have the ex-con residue on them. You would sure. never know if I've never told anyone, you know, but it was a part of my story to say, yeah, you can fall down, but you can get right back up and come back strong. Um, so it is for me about being my best self um, and not looking at, because it can get discouraging where you, when you're ch on, on the journey of chase, chasing your dreams and it's like, oh, wow, she's chasing the same dream. Yeah. Oh, wow. But when I looked at it and I said, man, well, nobody's a Lucinda Cross, you know, so it's, her story is not my story. Her life is not my life. I'm not going to allow, you know, no one's going to outwork me in my own dream. That's not going to happen. And maybe her dream is similar, but she has to work towards hers because she has people to work on and support. And I have to work on mine. So when you look at that, you we each have a portion of the world that is ours. That makes a big difference. And if I stop you from doing what you're doing because it looks similar, then you may I may be preventing you from saving someone who's at the at ready to go through a uh, you know re ready to go through a breakdown. Well, I mean, also, if you hadn't gone through what you did, you wouldn't have that specific message. In addition to all the other tools you have in your belt, you nope. wouldn't, you couldn't connect to the people you do, right? That's one of the main reasons I was like. She was down and she got backed up, pulled herself up and look at how far she's going. She didn't let it hold her down. Absolutely not. I was going to, to school to be a lawyer. I didn't know that I would need a lawyer by my second semester in a, as a freshman, but I was going to be a lawyer. So the story would have been quite different. Mm -hmm. um, would I still been a go getter? Absolutely. Would I have been successful as a lawyer? Most likely. But. Now this adds a little more meaning to my life. Did it stop me from going after becoming a lawyer? No, but did I choose to go for it? No, not anymore. Well, it's 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 like we said, uh, perception and perspective. Now you have this interesting perspective that a lot of people can't relate to. But for those out there who can, who haven't heard that voice, you are out there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of people who have similar voices in different ways that feel that they can't shine or share. And you're a testament to, yes, you can mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. And then going back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, um, the stage and, you know, if it's not Oprah stage necessarily or the main stage, you know, musical acts, there's always a intro, the warm up, the opening act, mm -hmm. you know, for them, sometimes people live off of just being an opening act. That's success mm -hmm. for them. Mm hmm. And it, I love that that's how you define it for yourself is my goal is for me. This is what it is right now. It's it's like you're enjoying the journey mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. your vision board. Yep. And not staying complacent, mm. constantly challenging. We have to constantly challenge ourselves. Whatever dream you're chasing, that challenge is required. 
Don't stay complacent. You just don't want to become just an author or just a, you want to, you know, make that thing grow, allow it to be the root for what's to come. You know, you always keep them, always keep them guessing, always keep them, you know, wondering what's next, you know, because, you know, you're, as you chase those dreams and you grab them, there's more. Um, One thing I love is that, you know, we don't, I, I truly believe that we don't, choose our dreams our dream, our dreams choose us and that right there is sweet enough that was deep that's sweet yeah. you don't say you you know your dream said oh she would be perfect for this she would be perfect let me see if she can work towards it i hope she can help me to come to fruition and bring life to me that's awesome i mean because you're, you're continuing to help people. You're continuing to chase your own dreams. And, you know, you sound happy. These, these mm-hmm. are things that, you know, people want to hear and see. Let me ask you one question for those who are kind of in that boat, are on their way. What do you do when you don't know how? Like, how did you pursue the things you knew? What did you do? Uh, I, just tr- I just go for it. I just try. Honestly, I would say 80% of the time, I never know how. But I just say, let me do what I can. Let me ask questions. Mm. Um, I used to be a Miss Know-It-All and I wouldn't want to ask. And so I had to learn how to have a big ask, A-S-K. And that meant to ask questions. You don't know how you ask. Google is free. Asking information is free. And so I just started to, you know, let me just ask around for those who have done it, who have been there. And let me just try You know, let me just for the sake of trying, let me put it out there to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. You know, well, Lucinda, well, how did you write your book? Well, I just took out a composition notebook that was a dollar from the dollar store and I started to write and I took those writings and I put them in my computer, looked up self-publishing, create spaces there for free with Amazon and connected with an editor. You know, everything leads. A lot of us, you know, we stop ourselves because we stop at the try. We give up at the try. Well, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how. Well, you're not supposed to know how. The what is more important. What do you need to do? You know, what do you need to say? What do you need to email? The who is important. Who do you need to contact? Who has the answers? You spend more time on the what and the who, you'll find out the how. You find in all the, because you, you also coach, you give mm-hmm. back, and you give TED Talks, and you, you, you do so many things. Do you find that the people you interact with, the people you meet, so many of them are trying to reinvent the wheel. They are. They're either trying to reinvent the wheel or they're discouraged because what they were going after somebody else has started. Mm. So what do you tell them? So I tell them to keep pushing forward. You know, I tell them, why don't you put it out there? You have something, you have a secret sauce that no one else has. You know, at Burger King and McDonald's, they're not worried about each other. They're making money. You know, the, the, the it's, so it's, we, their one burger says, listen, we have a secret sauce, you, you know, so I tell them, let's identify what your secret sauce is. That'll give you the confidence to push forward without, without tapping into that secret sauce. You feel like you're swimming in the sea of sameness, doing the same thing. And you don't have to do the same thing. There's so many ways that you can s- still shine bright without looking the same. That's similar to the fact that people are always looking at other lanes, right? Mm-hmm. Horse mm-hmm. blinders sometimes. It, yep. The analogy you gave McDonald's and Burger King and how they coexist. Right. I mean, they're both there. Yeah. I like both. Sometimes I want McDonald's. Sometimes I want Burger That's King. 
Right. Uh, maybe I want Burger King's burger and McDonald's fries. Yes, or because make, Burger uh, King fries, guys. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. See? Yeah, see? And so everybody <laughs> has their thing. And some people will say, what? Give me the McDonald's chicken nuggets and, you know, or the Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and the French fries from Burger You know, so yeah. it's different flavor for different folks. Some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. And I think that's that's awesome. And things that people need to remember is your story, your dream, your vision board is something that could affect people you don't even realize you're affecting. I mean, have you gotten feedback from people and just been surprised by how you've helped them? Absolutely. I mean, people that I didn't even wouldn't even expect. I'm like, wait a minute, you were just on TV. You do the morning news like, you know, so people are watching um, and and. You know, a lot of times when I go to g- deliver my presentations and keynotes, it's the person, you know, that that contracted me that'll come up and say, man, I needed that. You know, so she's like, I think I just hired you. Forget about all the people that came to my conference, but I just hired you for me for this moment. And right. it does amaze me because I allow myself to be free. I allow God to use me. I volunteer for God all the time and say, listen, have your way. What needs to be said and what needs to be done here? Let's let's get to work. Because a lot of it is is spiritual. That's how we connect within the energy. What energy is Lucinda giving off? How passionate is, is she about my problem and helping me find a solution? And that's what's, you know, that that's what amazes me. What can we expect outside of what you're about to announce at the, at the Activate conference? What can people expect from your story coming up? Anything you can share? Yeah. So, you know, I am venturing into some acting. That's Ooh. one. Yeah, that was one of my desires. Oh my gosh, forever. And so I'm, I've been doing a few auditions. Um, and also I'm working on putting up my first halfway house before 2018. I'm at least getting the groundwork started before 2018. So we should see something around the fall um, for my first halfway house for women who are young adults, first time nonviolent offenders who are looking for that uh, personal professional development. Um, and we're going to take them through the phase of, you know, what, what I wish I had support with when I came home. Both amazing endeavors. I mean, I, I'm, I haven't seen your acting, but I am <laughs> curious. I have to admit. I'm just starting. I, I, and here's <laughs> the thing, I don't know how. I don't, you know, when I just finished one audition, they said, do you have a monologue? I said, I don't know what that is. They said, well, don't worry. <laughs> you know, they started laughing. I said, but if I need it, I'll figure it out and I'll have one to you. And they just, they, they so enjoyed what I delivered. And that was my first time. I've never acted before, read a script before or anything. So, but what did I do when I went home? I researched monologues. And, wow. you know, I told my video guy and I said, let's let's connect this week because I want to put together a monologue. And he's like, OK, you know, and and it's just like that. It's just like that. So we can't hold ourselves back because we don't know how. Find a way. And that's not the only part. The halfway house is also amazing. It's going to be in New York. The halfway house. Yes, we're trying New York, but it may be closer to South okay. uh, than anything. Yeah. But the fact that you are giving back that in that way, you know, because mm-hmm. dreaming is one thing, chasing after is awesome. But the fact that you're giving back is just a positive impact on the world and for those who are in need of it. And if nothing else, guys, take that also, you know, give back when you can. Yes. Yes. Now, listen, to, before I wrap up, I always ask, what is one action item 
a dream chaser can take today to chase their dreams that you would recommend? Of course, creating a vision board. <laughs> and I, I just walked into that, didn't I? Yes. If they don't don't know how, I have tons of videos on YouTube and information on my website, but that vision board will have your dreams chasing you. That's fantastic. Lucinda, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story and your knowledge. And I loved it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure. And so what did you think about Lucinda Cross? How awesome is she? Loved every minute of that conversation. So much fun. And she's so nice, guys. So nice. But, you know, aside from nice, she's very smart and she's very helpful. And she has created a lot of, you know, information that you guys could use. And you can find all of that, you know, about Lucinda, her TED talk that she gave and more over on the show notes page at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 105. That's episode 105. All right. Till next time, guys, create your vision board and keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at chasingdreamshq.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.